Hey, 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 you're listening to the only podcast that can cure a case of the Mondays. <laughs> Habscast, thank you for tuning in. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you get your on-demand audio, you are beautiful and let's go. So if you've been with us for the last couple of episodes, I'm talking about my time in the Coast Guard in Buffalo, which, you know, I, I, I make it a habit. And we should do this, but, you know, I ain't telling you how to live your life. But I make it a habit to, if I'm going to say something bad, I try to find some good, you know, because there's good and bad and bad and good. I mean, vice versa. But I did not have a lot good to say about Buffalo. So to tie a bow on Buffalo, I'm going to talk about the best part of it which takes place in the strip club <laughs> now well it starts in the strip club but i mean to be honest it was buffalo it was boring it was gray it was cold strip clubs were warm strip clubs were fun strip clubs were free entry in canada oh uh, <laughs> but anywho so i graduated boot camp and arrived to buffalo with another gentleman that was in my company. His name was Cartwright. Cartwright. Cartwright was a skinny kid from Texas. And as it so happened, he won the leadership award for his company upon graduation, and I won the leadership award for my company. And we found out that we were both going to Buffalo, and we ended up, you know, we showed up there together. And he was my first eventual roommate when I moved out of the house with old dickhead. Um, I won't even say his name. So Cartwright came to the strip club and he brought this Puerto Rican kid with him. You know, they worked at the group right next door, right behind us. And so I'm just sitting there. We actually sitting next to each other. We taking in the scenery. You know, it's a strip club. You take in the scenery. But anyway, I had a, you know, we had smoked before we got to the strip club, and I'm lit. <laughs> My eyes is low, and I sit down, and we look at each other. We get that, that what's up head nod, and then he taps me. He leans over and goes, are you high? <laughs> and um, my face you know, my face could not, my face cannot. I don't know if you ever seen my face and my expression. It's just like, it does. I, yeah, I couldn't hide it and I couldn't lie. I could have been like, no, I'm not high. No, of course not. What do you mean? I'm in the Coast Guard. We don't smoke. Uh, but yeah, so I was like, yeah. And he said, yo, where is it? And from then, that was like the jump off and, Later, I found out that he stayed in the same apartment complex where Cartwright and I were staying. And then, long story short, you know, after that first snow, Cartwright had never seen snow, being as that he was from Texas. And I thought I wasn't going to be cut out for that Buffalo business. Cartwright was so not more cut out for it. So he bailed. I don't think he was in Buffalo for more than six months before he went to A school. And, uh, but, you know, shout out to Cartwright, wherever he is. And so from then on, me and Angel, the Puerto Rican kid, 
also known as AC the Entity, also known as one half of the agency, which I, we'll get to the agency soon. But to pick back up, we just started hanging out. You know, we smoking, we riding to the strip club, we going to Daily Planet. <laughs> Daily Planet. Let me tell y'all about Daily Planet. Daily Planet was this club on the Niagara side in Canada of the Falls. And we went there to obviously club and drink and have fun and, 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 and get me. Well, I'm, I went to Chase Tail. You know, my boy was in love. <laughs> my boy was in love. I mean, he was in love, love. Shout out to Kay. Uh, but, you know, Daily Planet, a, a lot of things happened there. And one particular time, like, man, I, I'm skipping stuff, but this, yo. So we go to Daily Planet, and at the time, I was rocking the baldy. I don't know if you've known me long enough to know, you know, it's always one extreme or the other. He's either bald or he's got a head full of hair. But this was, you know, I'm bald. I'm, I'm rocking the, I had an Eddie George jersey. <laughs> and this was the time, it was like, I'm young and fresh, uh, Fresh, early 20-something, so I'm, like, smelling myself like the old folks. You're smelling yourself, boy. You're smelling yourself. Oh, yeah, I was really smelling. I'm feeling myself. So we in Daily Planet, and I get pissy drunk. <laughs> I get I get towed up, and, you know, things happen. People get drunk and forget. And so anyway, boom, we go home, and then the next week, we go back. And as we get inside the Daily Planet, uh, like I'm peeping, looking, seeing what we can see. And I kid you not, this chick that looks like a Oompa Loompa, like she like kind of waddled up to me and just stood still, like looking up at me. She's about 5'3". She stood looking up at me and I'm looking at Angel and I'm looking at her and I'm like, What's what's happening? Like what's what's up? And he pulls me to the side and goes, "You know when you got drunk last week?" I was like, "Yeah, that's the chick you were dancing with all night." <laughs> that was AC. That was my boy. He 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 always looked out for me. As a matter of fact, going back to that drunken night. I don't remember a lot about that night, obviously. But one of the things I do remember is that we ended up at Denny's, which was our spot. You know, we went to Denny's after we left, you know, the Daily Planet or we the strip club we come from Canada because it's right down the street from our apartment complex. So, you know, they'd see us 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. Only this time I was super drunk. And so I'm trying... Ah, man, he's better at this than me, but I remember the story. So, like, I'm trying to order, and I want some grits. Yeah. Some sausage. <laughs> um, I don't remember finishing ordering the plate, but when I tell you guys that I love this man... I want you to understand why. Because after that night, when I woke up the very next morning, I was on my couch in my own apartment with my 
grits, eggs, and sausage in a nice to-go box sitting right on the table in front of me. Who wouldn't love somebody that would look after you like that? Because apparently it was a bad night, but that's, you know, that's, that's who he is. And that's why I'm dedicating this episode to my brother. Um, we'll be right back. This is Habs Cat. It's a crazy situation that I'm living in. Thinking every minute that maybe I should have given in. Sitting here wishing things were so different. So I got to get up and regenerate these dividends. Sometimes, sometimes I want to just sometimes, sleep all day. I, sometimes, sometimes I wish I didn't have nothing to say. I, sometimes, sometimes I feel people don't understand me. I, sometimes, sometimes I wish I was close to my family. I, sometimes I just want to drop it off and ride. Sometimes I want to keep my feelings inside. Sometimes I... Welcome back. This is Habscast. Talking about the best part of Buffalo, which was my meeting my brother, Angel. And um, quickly, which I'll just get into the music because that was probably one of the things that cemented our bond. You know, we had things in common. We were in the Coast Guard. <laughs> We were stationed in Buffalo. We were minorities. <laughs> um, but we were both middle child to two sisters. I mean, we were both Sagittarius. We had a lot in common. Uh, but when we f- both found out that we we could rap a little bit, you know, I, we he used to freestyle. He was really good. Whereas I had written my, you know, I was 10 years old when I wrote my first rap. I might I might debut it on the podcast because I still remember it, like things you don't forget. But anywho, I did not pick back up writing until after my captain's mask, which if you heard um, the last couple episodes, I talked about getting in trouble. Well, during that time, I felt abandoned. I felt like, you know, everybody was against me. And even though I'm part of a unit, I retreated inside and just had a very standoffish attitude because I felt, you know, everybody was coming for me. Even though, looking back in retrospect, they probably weren't, but it was just what I was feeling. So, and the only way I could, I guess, respond to the stimulation that wasn't. <laughs> I mean, because like I said, you know, none of that in actuality was actually happening. I'm sorry, it was actually happening. But the only way I thought, I figured I could respond was through writing. So I started writing again during the midst of my captain's mass and all the trouble that I'd gotten into. And it was pretty venomous because I was just unleashing because I felt like it was the only thing I had. So yeah, I wrote a lot of, I killed a lot of people on paper. <laughs> I don't, I don't think I ever recorded any of those raps, but yo, there was blood spilled in those rhymes. <laughs> um, but Angel could like really rap, rap like freestyle rap. I wasn't a freestyle rapper. I was a writer, but he could just go. We would, you know, we smoke out and whatever, and we start a little cipher. Man, like, if you threw on, like, that ship ones or 
one of those mob deep joints for the instrumental, like, yo, he would go in. And what was crazy is that before we even decided to start like calling ourselves what the agency and trying to make rap music or hip hop music, we had a neighbor who was actually very influential. He was his name was Wayne. And Wayne was about five four and he drove a gray infinity. And we fooled with him because like, you know, he was one of the hood dudes. He knew where to get the green. You know what I'm saying? He hooked us up with his family. We he'd take us to his mom's house. He met his sister. And he was just good people. And also, <laughs> also, I'm sorry. Ah, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But his wife was the first woman. His wife was the first light-skinned woman I ever saw with a full mustache and beard. <laughs> disrespect there i mean i'm just saying i just mm. so uh, we remember first we talked about first in the other episode that was the first like it was like there it was pronounced it was more well defined than mine she got it trimmed i wasn't ready for that but anywho but anyway what wayne would come through you know if we were smoking or whatever we were trying to have a little cipher wayne would come through and wayne couldn't rap at all you know, he couldn't, he had lick of rhythm, but whenever Angel or I would rhyme, he was always hyping us up. He was like our original hype man. As a matter of fact, he, his name, he, he probably, I don't know if we even re ever recorded him, but in the early Buffalo sessions, he was always there, you know, just like hyping us up and you know, really gassing up two dudes who, for all intents and purposes, really didn't need gassing. <laughs> uh, no, because, I mean, we were that confident in ourselves. And plus, steel sharpens steel. So, you know, by the time we started to really get serious and make records and create songs, what happened was something so musically natural that I don't know if, you know, I don't know how others produce or how others create, but what we did with our music that was so magical in creation is that we did not, other than concept, we would say, hey, well, I'm feeling like this. And he would say, well, I got a verse. Listen to this verse. And he would spit a verse. And I'd be like, oh, man. And then I'd flip through my book, and I'd be like, oh, well, look, I got a verse that'll match that. Boom. And so I'm telling you like that was magic to me because again we're talking about buffalo we're talking about firsts this was the first time i'd had somebody to you know to uh, to hone my craft with you know when i wrote my first rhyme at 10 years old my man vante was my beatbox you know what i'm saying shout out to my brother vante what up kid but you know i didn't really have anybody else to like rap with rap with and so like I said, still sharp and still, and we just we formed that bond like there through music that grew and developed, and you know, man, hey, 
He's one of my closest friends. He's my brother. This is his episode. This is Hab's cast, but, you know, this is his episode because I'm just trying to bring you all in and, you know, just tell you where we're coming from and where I've been and what I've done done and, you know, get this thing going. I appreciate you all listening so much. I'm going to take a short little break, and I'll be right back. Hapscast. So what is the prognosis of? No, I'm never holding no one above you, my love. Baby, you're the only one. Promise you we just begun. If I were a beat, then you'd be my drum. Baby, can you ride with me? Tell me that you fly with me. Searching for you all day, tell me that you'll always stay and tell me that you'll never go. Promise me you'll never leave. Yeah, so we are back. This is Habscast. Thank you all for listening and talking about the best thing that happened to me in that shithole Buffalo, and which would be my man, AC the Entity, my brother, my partner in rhyme. And before we get out of here, I just want to say like a couple of things. We hung out a lot and where we stayed in Chictawaga. <laughs> Buffalo, yo, yo, the townships outside of Buffalo has some crazy names. Like, we lived in Chictawaga. Uh, up north was Tonawanda. You know, Tonawanda sound like you trying to make fun of a chick named Wanda, and she fat. <laughs> Tonawanda. I said, yeah, you got a Tonawanda. But anyway... Um, so when we hung out in the neighborhood, there were some, you know, a, a few kids that liked to hang out around Hab and Ainge because, you know, they were cool. They liked to smoke, you know. So, and one of those who we just kind of like took in and like adopted, and his name was Nick. Shout out to Nick. And he had some homeboys. I can't remember. Oh, Kenny. Kenny was one of his homeboys. And, and this other kid named Platt. And, man, when I tell you guys we used to terrorize those dudes, except Nick. He, Nick would just be over in the corner laughing. But we used to terrorize those dudes and for no reason because it was fun. But they came back for more. They was like gluttons for punishment. So one week they ran afoul of Angel and, like, I don't know if you know about Latino Heat. Latino Heat! <laughs> Shout out to Eddie Guerrero. Rest in peace. Uh, but, yeah, they ran a foul of Angel for some reason. But, man, we stepped out of my apartment and we saw that they had ridden their bikes up to one of the other kids' houses that, you know, his apartment building. And we just kind of looked at each other. I looked at him. He looked at me. That's what happens when people look at each other. <laughs> but he grabbed a bike. I grabbed a bike. And we wheeled those bikes right down the hall. And outside, you know. But it was raining. It was raining cats and dogs. And I, I said to him, I'm going to throw these bikes in the pool. So we do, 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 We wheeled the bikes right over to the pool, and the, 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 the fence was, you know, gated with the little things on the top. I, I press slammed and, and, and hoisted four bikes into the pool 
of the apartment complex for no reason <laughs> other than we was bored and they had pissed Angel off. <laughs> um, yeah, so, oh, but we we had more good times making fun of one of his uh, roommates because I think after Cartwright, you know, left, he had another roommate named Washko. <laughs> and we made so much fun of Washko because, I kid you not, y'all, Washko looked like Sugar Ray. <laughs> Washko looked like Sugar Ray. And, uh, you know, I don't know how Angel existed as a roommate with that dude. But, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Shout out to Washko. I mean, Sugar Ray, whatever. Your Angel, I know you're listening to this episode. Do you remember Super? And I'm I'm sure he's nodding his head and probably telling whom whomever he's listening with right now who Super is. But before I get out of here, y'all, okay, Super was this uh, slim black kid that stayed in the apartment complex, but he was like um, I don't know what you call. I don't have a label for. I wouldn't, you know. But Super liked techno music. <laughs> And if you were listening to the other episode, you know how I felt about techno music or whatever. But so, um, Super had some glow sticks one time. And this is, you know, uh, if you, like if you get it and like if that's your thing, you know, more power to you, whatever your thing is. But like techno just wasn't the thing. So he's trying to tell us about him. He's got these glow sticks and he's doing a little glow stick thing. If you know what I'm talking about with the glow stick thing, do it right now. Y'all know what I'm saying. When they be having the glow sticks and he was. <laughs> so, but um, what, why that is significant and what sticks out about that time when he's trying to espouse the, 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 the greatness of techno music is what he said. As he's twirling in the glow sticks, he was like, y'all don't see it? <laughs> and me and Angel looked at each other. We was like, no, bro, we don't see it. No, we do not see it. Super. Never knew what happened to that kid. Oh, no, man. But it's, we. I got more. There is more. And see, what happened was, it's so rich. And this is my dude, dude. He gets another episode because you all have to listen to the story of how we almost got arrested and kicked out the Coast Guard trying to cross the border into Canada. <laughs> yeah, this is Habscast. I appreciate you all listening so much. Thanks for the comments. Thanks for the reviews. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for the text messages. Thanks for the post. Thank you for being you. Y'all are so awesome. Stay tuned. This is Habscast.